Good day. I'm Peter Brook, a portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. This is Macro Perspective 28 of 2021, and it'll be a bit longer than normal because I'm going to talk about the protests that are racking South Africa. Last night I was dreading being on the money show with Bruce Whitfield, as there's nothing positive to say on this topic. In the end, I spoke about the market reaction, which was muted. The round was 1.2% weaker, while the market was 1.4% higher, meaning that we actually grew our wealth in US dollar terms. And there was clearly no sign of panicked selling. I think that's a fairly sensible response, as the short-term impact on profits was not meaningful. And valuation multiples were unchanged, as essentially we offset the structural positive of protecting the rule of law through arresting Jacob Zuma on contempt, while ironically offsetting it by the negative impact of a breakdown law and order as the mob ran wild. Obviously, if this unrest is not controlled, our risk premium will rise, multiples will fall, and the locally driven shares will suffer. But in order to prepare for the show, I watched all the footage and spoke to friends around the country, and the experience left me emotionally charged. Sad, angry, and anxious. This is a challenging headspace to be on radio or to do a podcast. But as the title Macro Perspectives suggests, it is, it is easier if one can gain one's perspective. As a result, I always try and look at the global perspective, the historical or long-term perspective, and the rational perspective where we strip out emotion. In terms of global perspective, rioting, burning cars, and the complete inability of police to control the crowds is surprisingly common. The London riots, the chaos in the Ban Nuis in Paris, and the storming of the capital in Washington, to give some first world examples. However, the widespread nature and the looting is uncommon. This really talks to South Africa's structural problems. When we look globally, we suffer from some of the worst inequality, highest unemployment, and in particular, terrifyingly high youth unemployment. This creates a fertile ground for trouble and is exacerbated by the hardships of COVID. It's fascinating to see the gap between the haves who are protecting their property and the have-nots who have nothing to lose. And it's in the worst affected areas where the ha- that the have-nots are the majority. And it doesn't take a third force or a conspiracy to start this sort of thing. It just needs opportunity. This is South Africa's Achilles heel, and we have to decrease the proportion of have-nots. In terms of history, this current unrest is unsurprising. Just think of the xenophobic assaults, and more importantly, if you track the service delivery protests over time, you can clearly see the pattern of growing anger, and a commonality with the current riots. Blocked roads, arson, burnt vehicles, stone throwing. Our large retail companies estimate that protests cause them to lose a couple of stores worth of annual trading because they have to shut down periodically. In addition, some of the looting and trackjacking is not coincidental. The state capture years allowed a huge boom in criminal gangs. Think of the construction mafias, the zamazamas, the taxi violence. These players add materially to what is happening as they use any chaos to take advantage of this. Fortunately, we're not as bad as some countries. Think of sort of the lawlessness in a place like Mexico. But it's important that we strengthen our ability to deal with this. The point of all this is to highlight this is not a political campaign in support of Jacob Zuma, 
but rather a reflection of our economy, our history and our social structure. It is also why the reforms that Cyril Ramaphosa has embarked on are so important. If corruption is not stamped out and service delivery not improved, these underlying cancers will continue to grow. So what does all this mean for markets and how do we take a rational perspective instead of an emotional one? Broadly, there's no new news here in what is happening. Rather, it affirms the damage of state capture and the pain of COVID, which has created a more flammable environment. Our job is to invest clients' money to deliver on their, to their objectives, and that largely means buying assets when people are irrationally pessimistic and selling when they are over-optimistic. If I look at the current market reaction, there hasn't been a sell-off, so we're not getting an opportunity to buy shares cheaper. And South Africa has not yet got too expensive as it's pricing in a high-risk premium, essentially reflecting some of these current underlying problems. And that leaves us nothing to do. The final perspective that I would offer is that despite the tragedy of what is unfolding, it pays to be optimistic. In Triumph of the Optimist, more than 100 years of data shows that owning equity pays in the long run. While Hans Rustling's magnificent, Rostling's magnificent book, Factfulness, shows that humanity has been steadily getting better. This optimism is not blind optimism. We have been very overweight and very underweight South African equity and assets over different time periods. But it does make times like these more bearable. I hope you enjoyed this perspective, and I hope that things improve. Until next week.